A key component of the modern world economy, the chemical industry delivers products and innovations to enhance everyday life. It is also an industry in transformation, where chemical executives and workers are delivering growth and industry-changing advancements while responding to pressures from investors, regulators, and public opinion. Discover how leading companies are approaching these challenges here on The Chemical Show. Join Victoria Meyer, president of Progressio Global and host of The Chemical Show, as she speaks with executives across the industry and learns how they are leading their companies to grow, transform, and push industry boundaries on all frontiers. Here's your host, Victoria Meyer. Hi, I'm Victoria Meyer, host of The Chemical Show. This week, I am speaking with the founders of Women in Chemicals. So, We've got Amelia Green, who is a global product manager at Wego Chemical, and Kylie Whittle, who is in supply chain at 3M. These ladies are here to share a bit about the Women in Chemical story and other things related to chemicals and their new business and venture that they've started. So ladies, welcome to the show. Thanks Thank so much you. for having her. Yeah, glad to have you. So first of all, why don't you... Give us the story. What's the origin story on women in chemicals and how it came about? Amelia does a great job at covering this, (laughs) so I'll I'll let you tackle this. Thank you, Kylie. So Women in Chemicals is a 501c3 nonprofit with a mission to create and identify opportunities to empower women in the chemical industry. And it came about based on just a need that Kylie and I both felt like we needed, I think for a little bit of different reasons. I, where I spent most of my career, was the only female on my team in sales. And most of the customers that I went and called on were older men. And I started feeling like the industry maybe wasn't for me because I just didn't see anybody like myself. I didn't see other women either at trade shows or in leadership in the organizations that I wanted to work at or looked up to in my own organization, and just as peers, really. So I actually started calling on Kylie at 3M. 3M had been one of my key accounts at the time, and Kylie was my new point of contact. And pretty quickly, we established a really great working relationship. We really communicated well, collaborated well. When we negotiated, it felt like a true negotiation. I really felt like our supplier-customer relationship was a partnership. And Kylie and I developed a friendship out of that as well. And we started having conversations just about how a lot of her folks that called on her were mainly men, how most of my customers were mainly men. And we just started to think about how we could connect with more women and how we could connect women and how we thought that there would be so much power in that. So we did a little bit of brainstorming late last year. And as of... February 1st this year, we launched our first initiative, which was our virtual mixer pairing. So that is just a random pairing of everybody that opts in within our community. Right now, we have about 110 members. You get randomly paired with somebody, you get their contact information, and it's up to them to set up a 30-minute either phone call or video chat or in-person meeting, even if they're in the same location, to get to know each other. So that's how we started. And It's been a whirlwind since. Awesome. That's very cool. So, you know, it sounds like you've, you know, you started this. What impact do you actually see it happening? So you've got some pairings. I know that you guys have had 
a weekly talk that you're doing or interviews that you're doing and publishing, but where are you guys seeing the impact um, and even the feedback, women in chemicals? Oh, Amelia has some really some good, more pointed success stories to share. But I think I, I want to jump in here and talk about just overall the feeling of connection that has been gained, at least from my perspective. And in conversations, like you said, in our Women of the Week interviews and the feedback that we continue to get from our members about just having this as an outlet in the industry has been so beneficial in so many ways. And I think we have small wins that are worth celebrating every step of the way here. And I think that for example, small wins that we experience in our one-on-one connection virtual mixer pairings. Those happen, you know, every other week. And we've got folks that are not only building relationships and friendships with each other, but also opening up the door for new business opportunities as well. So if there's a need in the marketplace and whomever you're connecting with might be able to fill that need, it's worth talking about, you know, in, in your conversations and it comes up organically. And it creates a further bond and networking connection through those conversations. But I know Amelia has some really good success stories I want her to share as well. Thank you, Kylie. Yeah. So like Kylie said, the connection piece has been huge. And when I was thinking about really the the pointed impact we're making, to me, it broke down into like three major categories. There's fiscal impact, professional development impact, and then emotional impact in emotional security for our community. For the fiscal impact, it was kind of funny and and weird. One of my colleagues was connected to one of Kylie's colleagues through our Women in Chemicals community. Kylie and I didn't even know that they were discussing business or deliberating until after they had closed a high, uh, a seven-figure deal. And my colleague mentioned it to me. I mentioned it to Kylie and Mm -hmm. we both were like, when did this happen? So like Kylie said, yeah, it was great. Those type of business opportunities And we only know about those because they're within our organization and we've heard about a couple others, but I can't imagine how many of those types of situations are happening within our community just because of these conversations where you find out someone might be doing something that you need. Professional development impact. We've had a member reach out to us and tell us that she took a leap and took a promotion And she found that courage through one of the conversations she had with her virtual mixer pairing. So that was like wonderful to hear. And then just emotionally, I mean, I feel it myself. We're going through one of the biggest supply chain issues our industry has ever seen. And just hearing other people's stories, it just gives you like a sense of solace that you're not alone in this. And it can be really draining day after day. And then these mixers and our Women of the Week interviews and these just new connections revitalize me. And, and I think mm-hmm. Kylie would say the same thing. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Do you guys find that women network differently than men? I mean, is that, you know, so I think historically, and I mean, I've been in the chemical industry a long time and, and I resonate with some of the things that you've mentioned about being the only woman in the room or when you're doing business, you're often facing male counterparts when you're negotiating and, and selling and what have you. But You know, I think a lot of times we think about networking and business getting done on the golf course, frankly, which implies that you've already got a certain relationship with the person to be able to go golfing with them and and have that comfort level. But do you, from what you guys are seeing and the stories that you're hearing, do you find that women are networking differently and therefore need maybe kind of that opportunity to connect in a different way? I think so. Absolutely. I think that, you know, there's not one that's better than the other. Uh, by any means. But I think that what I've learned in these connections myself and in this community myself is we need 
maybe for lack of a better term, more intimacy, I guess, and the, the ability to feel comfortable and that we can approach each other. And I think that we've created a space that allows for that. But I also don't want to discount the fact that in this industry and as far and few between and that there is a woman that is standing her ground and holding those conversations and those those connections with, you know, the, the males in the room as well. So, yeah, that's helpful. So, you know, one of the things I've seen is I think there's a, a bit of a bifurcation in the industry, right? So I think a lot of the major chemical companies, you know, and I spent a big part of my career at Shell and Shell was really quite good at promoting women and having a lot of women in commercial roles and in senior roles. Maybe not so much the ultimate senior roles, but really quite senior roles. Whereas maybe some of the smaller companies, the privately held, the independent ones, haven't made as much progress. Do you guys see the same thing? And, you know, what's your response with that? So I have spent my entire career in the distribution space, which tends to be more of the smaller privately held companies. And I definitely see this at all the companies I've worked at. I've never had a female in the executive suite, worked at four companies. And for the most part, I'm one of the only women or the only woman in sales or client facing role. And I find when I call in most Fortune 500 companies, you know, it's, it is an equal split of men and women. And in some of the more higher senior procurement roles, it typically is more men, but I do see that changing. But for smaller companies, still, there is a big disparity. So I think one of the biggest things that we can do is just keep promoting visibility and keep elevating voices. And I think that is really the mission of our Women of the Week podcast is to elevate a voice of a woman within our community. Aside from that, we need to be pushing our leadership for more diversity in our organizations. This is something I talk to my leadership about all the time. I'm like, we need a woman when you guys are making these decisions and continuing to ensure the success of the women within our organizations and externally. So I'm a huge proponent of mentorship. I've had some great mentors and I love mentoring the women coming up behind me. And I think that's something as women, we really have to make a pointed effort to do if we want to continue to see more women in this space. Now, Kylie, you mean, you're at 3M. I think of 3M less as a chemical company, more of a you know consumer product that maybe my love of Post-its and other things. <laughs> but I know it's you know pretty diversified company, but I think it's also really a sophisticated company, right? So 3M's got four women on its board of directors. My outside-in perspective is that it's pretty more balanced, maybe, in terms of men and women in the workplace. But do you still see a, a gap? And, and maybe where do you see that gap? Sure. So I think high level, you make good points and I'm in alignment with your perception. Um, as an employee sitting in the organization, I do perceive a lot of opportunity for women. I also do visibly see and I'm aware of women in leadership roles every single day and I'm inspired and motivated by them every single day. So I think that it's a great space to be and a great organization that does put uh, not only women, but diversity top of mind in their workforce, in their communities that they work in and all of that. So I think that there is always work to be done in a dynamic and ever-changing environment that we're working under, but there are great things. And I think that an example of this is we've got our own community called our Women's Leadership Forum within 3M. It's a global network of women in all of the areas that we have employees 
that connect, learn from each other, have panel discussions, uncomfortable conversations based on what's going on around us and in our workplaces. And included in there is a group of what we call our men as advocates as well. And I think that it's so important to pull in other folks, not only women, but other people that can be our advocates and help us make you know, progressive change uh, where it needs to happen. So absolutely all good things happening there. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, and I think that's where I think a group like Women in Chemicals actually fills some of those gaps that exist in other companies that maybe don't have number of employees in order to create those employee organizations to make that happen. So I think obviously kudos to you guys with that. Do you guys have role models? So I'm interested in, you know, do you have women that you work with that you can actually look up to and aspire to and and use as role models, whether from a professional perspective or how they're balancing professional and personal. I mean, I know I always, I've always valued that and I've been fortunate to have it in my career, but have you guys seen that for yourselves? Absolutely. Amelia, go ahead. We've got a couple good ones. Thanks, Kylie. So for me, one of my biggest role models has been a colleague that I had from my very first job in the chemical industry. Her name is Kristen Japerja. She now works at Charkit, which is an LEB specialties company. And she was just always so confident. She knew her worth, killed it with customers. She stood up for what she believed in. She fought on behalf of her customers and she just did the job well and never let anybody tell her that she couldn't do something. And I've always admired that. Like I wanted to be her. And because she's a couple years older than me, I've really got to see her evolve and She's now a mom and she still manages a massive portfolio and is growing her business every year and killing it. So she's definitely been a role model for me of someone who can have their very successful professional life and a personal life. And then recently on one of our Woman of the Week, the woman we were interviewing, Chelsea Berlin from WR Grace, mentioned that she finds inspiration from everyday women, women that she is surrounded by either at work or at home or wherever. And I found that so interesting and valid because there are women all around me that inspire me. Like, for example, Kylie has excellent public speaking skills and I aspire to be more like her every day. My support person, Kim, at my last job that I had, had this amazing capacity to handle so much and she was so organized and professional under so much pressure and stress. And I was so inspired by that. And I think that there are women everywhere that we can pull inspiration from. Awesome. That's great. That's great. So, you know, from your perspectives, you're both working in and adjacent to the chemical industry, but what needs to change to make it more attractive or supportive for women in the workplace? Really good question. And I think we've talked about this pretty regularly in our Women of the Week interviews and in our panel discussions as well. And a lot of the feedback and the sentiment is that this is something that we consider systemic. It's it's bigger than all of us, but it takes us all. And so I think that it starts from very early stages. And we talk about, you know, how do we create the awareness and the visibility even in grade school, in colleges and universities where we create visibility for women that are interested in the STEM field, but don't necessarily know what kind of career path could fit them outside of, you know, what might be stereotypically, you know, a lab-based role or a technical-based role. And then I think that there, this community in general has even made me aware with every interview we have of all of the 
opportunities and different roles and responsibilities that you could have in this industry. Yeah, that makes sense. In fact, it's interesting because I have all daughters, four girls, and there's been a lot of media promotion over the past decade or more of, you know, you can do it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know we can do it, right? Because, but getting to more granularity about what those roles and those opportunities are is hard. Frankly, it's hard for guys as well. I think it's just, I think it's a chemical industry issue in terms of what just the opportunities are and Uh that you don't have to be the most brilliant scientist. You could be a logistics person. You could be doing great things in the chemical industry as a truck driver because we need those desperately, especially at the moment, right? So I think just awareness overall, it's an opportunity. Somehow we need to crack and keep developing. What about talent in general? So I know both you guys are in business school, which is awesome. Are your classmates interested in the chemical industry? Do they look at you like, we don't have any understanding of your world. This is an area of interest to them. What do you guys see? So I am in a cohort of 77 and there are only two of us in the chemical industry. And with the industry being such a significant portion of U.S. GDP, you would think that that's, there would be more. And I think one of the biggest things is that as millennials, we want to take our values and our ethics to work with us. And I think that the chemical industry is a little bit behind the times in terms of corporate responsibility, whether that be sustainability, digitization, diversity and inclusion initiatives. We're reactive. We weren't proactive. So I think that makes us seem like a little bit more old power and maybe not quite as like sexy as tech or some of these other industries that are getting a lot more big talent. Interesting. Do you see the same thing, Kylie? So Amelia has a a little different of a a program with school. And so each course that I take has a different group of students. And I haven't had the opportunity to really dig into their, their specific industries and kind of the demographic there. But I will say that in a lot of the conversations that I have or the discussions that I have with my, my colleagues in each of my classes, when we're asked to apply our everyday experiences to what we're learning, I will say that there is a gap in me describing my everyday experiences in this industry and being able to kind of look through the responses and learn from other people and seeing that there's not a lot of other similar experiences in, mm. in those courses. So I think it goes back to, again, we want to make sure that there's visibility there of, of folks wanting to join this industry in the industry already that can approach business school, other, you know, higher education initiatives and bring that experience in because, you know, it's so valuable, but I don't think there's enough of it yet. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, you know, you've touched, Amelia, on, you know, some of these key trends that we're seeing in the industry, digitization, sustainability, you know, this shifting supply demand trends. What are you guys seeing? And is there an opportunity for women in chemicals to influence it? Like, do you guys see that this is a path that you guys can get some focus support in? What do you see with that? So we are definitely seeing corporate responsibilities start to take center stage in our industry. Over the last two to three years, it's definitely become a big initiative for for many companies and especially these Fortune 500 companies like 3M and Lyondell and some of the other bigger players in our industry. Mm -hmm. I definitely think there is an opportunity for women in chemicals to influence that. The point of our virtual networking group is to meet with people in the industry that you otherwise may not have met and to just share expertise, information, and collaborate. And 
within our community already, we already have members championing, championing each of these initiatives. One out of our Fortune 500 organization is championing a home, a sustainability initiative. Our first corporate sponsor, Blue Palette, is building a market network platform for the industry. So moving towards digitization. And the majority of our members work in supply chain. So most of the conversations we're having these days are about supply and demand trends, supply chain gaps, all those pressures that we're all under. And moving forward, we're hoping to address some of these bigger issues with our community at large and some of our live panel discussions and webinars and just really tap on the expertise that we have within our community and as our community continues to grow. That's excellent. Awesome. So maybe you've touched on a little bit. You guys have moved quickly over the past year since this was an idea that's come into fruition. So what's next for Women in Chemicals? From my perspective, I couldn't be more excited to actually meet these women in in real life. Um, <laughs> That'll be so, something. <laughs> yeah. so in the safest way at the right time, I could not be more excited to do something in person. Awesome. And I think in addition to that, we're trying to build out some more resources for our community, whether that be mentorship programs, like a more formal offering to match people. We definitely want to start doing outreach into the academic world to just make the industry more visible. I myself was a chemistry major and I still feel like I fell into the chemical industry on accident. Mm. (laughs) So just getting in front of women when they're in their high school years, early college years, late college years, and just letting them know that there's a place for them in the commercial chemical market and the opportunities available to them is definitely something that we are going to be focusing on in the future. Awesome. That's great. So ladies, this has been wonderful. Where can people find out more about Women in Chemicals? So we are currently in the process of building our website. So that should be done in the next month. And that will be womenandchemicals.com. For now, they can find us on LinkedIn. We have a public business page, Women in Chemicals Incorporated. And if they want more information or to sign up for our networking pairings or any of our other initiatives, they can email us at info at womenandchemicals.com. Perfect. Awesome. Well, um, Kylie and Amelia, thank you so much. I've enjoyed talking with you and I wish you much success. Thank Thank you you for having us. We've come to the end of today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and want to learn more. Simply visit thechemicalshow.com for additional information and helpful resources. Join us again next time here on The Chemical Show with Victoria Meyer.